Oh, yeah. You're such a dirty thunderstorm. Show me your ball lightning. I'm Kevin Leeson. One thing's for sure, this park ranger definitely discharged his duty. I'm Torn Atkinson. In a lightning storm, the bell tolls for the ringer. I'm Joe Fulgham, and this is Caustic Soda. Lightning bolt. Lightning Ooh, bolt. Lightning bolt. Lightning bolt. Lightning bolt. Lightning bolt is a instant in Magic the Gathering. It costs one red mana, mm-hmm. and it does three damage to target creature or player. I know. Ridiculously okay. powerful. It's well, all right. Well, ridiculously cheap for that. It doesn't sound that powerful. Three damage is a lot. I could take it. And one mana That's is... That's true. You could actually. One mana is very little. That's the thing. Lightning, of course, comes from the same root as light. Okay. The proto-Germanic Luktam. Luke Tam. Luke that tam. sounds like something I want to eat. You want some Luke Tam? Oh uh, yeah, I some would. Ham? If I saw Luke Tam on the menu in a German bu- uh, pub, I would I would order it. What part of ham has been luked? Oh, you can luke any part of the ham. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. You just cut it Mark, off with Mark a lightsaber. Ham? Oh okay. Yeah. <laughs> very good. Nice. Mm-hmm. Latin fulgur, fulgur with an F mm-hmm. means mm-hmm. thunderbolt. And that's where we get the word fulgurite. Who knows what fulgurite is? Uh, Fulgurite is what happens when I die and calcify into a mineral. That's fulgamite. Oh, (laughs) sorry. Fulgurite. (laughs) It is natural hollow glass tubes often formed during lightning strikes in quartzose sand, silica, or soil. Oh, cool. Sometimes they're referred to as petrified lightning. So it hits yeah. sand so and makes and like so instantly hot yep. and pressurized and yep. whatnot that it's like glass and whatnot. We'll put a photo on Caustic Soda Podcast. Oh, it's cool. It looks like coral. Now, astrophobia, also known as astropophobia. That's the fear of a Japanese anime from the 80s. Brontophobia. I thought astropophobia was the fear of uh, stars that don't have much money. <laughs> you know, Car- David Spade, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. Caraunophobia. 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 Mm-hmm. Or tonitrophobia. All of those are abnormal fears of thunder and lightning. Wow. Okay. There's, there's a lot of that going I around, guess, I guess. Yeah. Well, it's a pretty standard fear, you know? Yeah. You can, you can imagine uh, if you hadn't heard much of it in your life or if it's very rare and all of a sudden you're some kind of uneducated animal-like human being back in the past. <sighs> and that thunder just goes. In Canberra River, where I grew up, mm-hmm. my parents lived on a hill. Um, they lived pretty much the one of the highest points in the town, and so whoa, right? Uh, Hello, Mister Fancy Pants. Well, it just is was a, oh, just a, look at that view. He didn't of mean all was, the mills. He didn't mean elevation. He meant they were stoned all the time. Oh, yeah. I see. Yeah, my parents. That's what they're like. Uh, but we seemed to get whenever it was storming, there was always thunder and lightning going on sure. close by. You would I hide remember, under the bed with Mike. Uh, <laughs> Holding each other, chattering. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I would. Uh, one time, I, I I was woken up in the middle of the night by like a thunder blast. Yeah. Like the house was shaking. Right. And uh, and I was like, oh, that was you know shocking. And mm-hmm. and then I I was walking to school the next day and saw little pieces of wood all over the road. And I looked over, and there was a hole in the roof of a house about two blocks from my house. Oh, nice. There's a big hole in it, and the cedar shakes that were on the roof were blown to smithereens all over the yard and the uh, and the, the street. I've never drank a cedar shake. Oh. <laughs> but it sounds delicious. No, it does not sound delicious. Oh. It sounds splintery. <laughs> mm, cedar shakes. 
so maybe it was actually a thunderblast because thunderblast is a decepticon so might oh. blow on the roof off that house oh yeah he just came in with the guns blazing or he escaped she, that way she she actually. oh i see or she escaped that she. way pop quiz mm-hmm. did we or did we not do an electricity episode with special guest Derek mack we did. It was oh, Mac is Derek. That first question of the pop quiz? That's its own pop quiz. Okay, got it. So D Mac, shout out to D Mac. Refer back to that for our talk about Pikachu. Mm-hmm. Talked mm-hmm. about Pikachu on that episode. Really? Yep. And mm-hmm. ACDCs. Yeah. The ACs and the DCs. Yeah, we talked all about okay. that stuff. He had a lot to talk about ACs and DCs because he is an electrician by trade. Mm-hmm. Now, Lightning, mm-hmm. the Lightning, mm-hmm. not the, there's some sports team called Lightning, I'm sure. The Tampa Bay Lightning. The Tampa, Tampa Bay, Bay Lightning. Lightning. All yeah. right. Got that over. Sure, there's even more, done. actually. Is a sudden electrostatic discharge during an electrical storm. In an electrical storm, these storm clouds are charged like giant capacitors in mm-hmm. the sky. Who knows thought, what a capacitor is? I thought you were going to say capacitors. A capacitor, that's what stores not the lightning but the thunder. Yeah, you bet. Uh, A capacitor is a thing that can hold an electric charge. It builds up and builds up and then releases it. Mm -hmm. The upper portion of the cloud is positive and the lower portion is negative. How the cloud acquires the charge is still not agreed upon within the scientific community. You just rub two clouds together really fast, (laughs) right? But who's doing the rubbing, Kevin? Who's doing the rubbing? So, Torn, what you're telling me is that my penis is a capacitor? Stores up power until it explodes. Uh, what power is that exactly? The power of love. Uh, we were yeah. just singing the power of love on the way in in the car. I'm sure there is a charge in your penis. Uh-huh. I'm sure it's charged. How bright could I light a, a light bulb with uh, the power of love? Joe doesn't believe in true love. That's what that statement means. I'm just uh, asking about the power uh, output of it. That's all. <laughs> lightning occurs between electrically charged regions of a cloud. This mm-hmm. is called intra-cloud lighting, lightning okay. or IC. That's where you like so look selfish. out. And you see the clouds, and you just kind of see it go and flash like in the sky. Right. right? That's right. Lightning occurs, can occur between that cloud and another cloud. Okay. This is cloud to cloud lightning, CC. That's what mm-hmm. I'm saying. Or between a cloud and the ground. Okay. That's right. CG lightning. This card sucks. <laughs> Throws it away. So you got IC, CC, and, and CG. CG. Yep. The charged regions within the atmosphere temporarily equalize themselves through a lightning flash, commonly referred to as a strike if it hits an object on the ground. Although lightning is always accompanied by the sound of thunder, distant lightning may be seen, but may be too far away for the thunder to be heard. Hmm. It only travels a certain distance. Well, inverse square law. Mm-hmm. And also probably a little less than that. Uh, somebody's going to correct me because it probably dissipates through the air even more. Speaking of inverse squares, mm. time for a pop quiz. Ah, yeah. Another one. Mm-hmm. Kevin just got 100% on the last one. I know. Right let's now. see if you can do better on this one, Joe. <laughs> better than 100%? That's not possible. We'll start with you. How much lightning does Earth have in a year or in a second? You choose. Oh, is this a trick question because it's the same? Uh, I think there's probably... (laughs) not right. I know. I think you should guess that. It's some kind of weird wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey thing, so the answer's the same. Because they all happen happen at the same second. One second every year. (laughs) And if I say that second, that's all of the year's lightning. (laughs) Got it. Nobody really knows this. They don't teach it in school Mm because they're trying to keep it from you. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's probably, um, at any given time in the planet, uh, 10 lightning strikes every second? No, that sounds low. I, th- I disagree with that. It's got to be higher than that. Um, I'm going to go with 100 a second. On Earth, the lightning frequency is approximately 40 to 50 times a second. Okay. Oh, okay. So, so right between. Yeah. Yeah. Or nearly 1.4 billion flashes per year. Mm. At its peak, a typical thunderstorm produces three or more strikes to the Earth per minute. Okay. So, Kevin. Yes. What is the average duration of a lightning flash? 
The average duration of a lightning flash. It's got to be uh, two thousandths of a second. Okay, so we're talking about the flash, though. So I think the actual lightning streaks through the air that fast, but it's probably a delayed thing going on with the air getting ionized that actually gives off the flash part. So uh, that's probably longer, like maybe even a quarter of a second or even longer, but I'm going to say a quarter of a second. I, well, I want to amend my answer. Yeah. It's got something to do with the length of the lightning's trench coat, how long its flash is. Oh... How many microseconds in a second? Is it 100? 1,000. 1,000. Well, it's 30 microseconds is the answer. So that's three one thousandths. So I was very close. No, it's three hundredths. 30 one thousandths. 30 microseconds. What did I say? Two, you said... two, two one thousandths. Oh, okay. So it would have been three so you're, microseconds. you're off by 15. Damn it. But I'm off by uh, about 10. So. Right. Okay. Joe, what are the chances of being struck by lightning in the U.S. in a given year or in an average lifespan of 80 years? Oh, man. Mm-hmm. This seems like something I've probably read in the past and probably should have read at some point in this last week. Uh, the chance of being hit by lightning is probably uh, one and a half a million throughout your lifetime. That's exactly right. What? Wow. No, no, that's in a given year. Oh, that's in a given oh, year. Oh, and you're given... <laughs> this one? Oh, okay. Chances of average person living in the U.S. being struck by lightning in a given year is estimated at one in 500,000. While the chance of being struck by lightning in a lifetime. So that means like six or 700 people, six or 700 Americans are hit by lightning every year? Because there's like 300 million of them? So half a million every, one and a half million makes 600 Mm -hmm. half millions. The chance of being struck by lightning in a lifetime is one in 6,250. Huh? That's not that low. Like if you think about it, like how many people live in Vancouver? Two and a half million. Two two million, let's just say two million. So 6,000 into two million is uh, what, 300? Yeah. So there's 300 people about in Vancouver who have been hit by lightning or will be be in in the course of our lifetime. Well, the thing about cities is people get struck in cities less than in. So even if there's only a third, there's 100 people in Vancouver, maybe. Kevin, what is thunder snow? Oh, that is. That's the polar bear that uh, that G.I. Joe used to run around with. <laughs> okay. You know, he used to ride it like a tank, like an APC. It's the uh, big, hairy, gay version of Thundercats. Oh. Thundersnow. Yeah. Mm, right. Also known as a winter thunderstorm or thundersnowstorm is an unusual kind of thunderstorm with snow falling as the primary precipitation instead of rain. Typically falls on regions of strong upward motion within the cold sector of an extratropical cyclone. So it's just a lightning storm that drops snow instead of rain? Thermodynamically, it is not different than any other type of thunderstorms, but the top of the cumulonimbus is usually quite low. In addition to snow, mm-hmm. graupel. Graupel? Graupel. Graupel? That's, that's the thunder bear going, <laughs> <laughs> Or hail falls. Graupel is also called soft snow or snow pellets. Oh, so it's like hail that's not hard. Yeah. It's, it's half snow, no. half hail. S- snow pellets is what you find after a snow bunny's been through. Mm-hmm. Joe, what mm. is the science of lightning called? Uh, lightningology. Mm. It's not, but... Fulminology. Fulminology. Yeah. Of course. Full, full great, yeah. Easy one for Kevin. Uh-huh. True or false? Uh, to estimate the true, distance... True, false. Oh, Charles? Charles, yeah. I covered all my angles. To estimate the distance between you and a lightning flash, count the number of seconds until you hear thunder. Divide the number of seconds by five to get the distance in miles. Example, if you see lightning and it takes 10 seconds before you hear the thunder, the lightning is two miles away from you. True or false? I think that's what we were told as kids, so I'm going to say true. 
True. Yeah. True. Sounds about right. Joe. It's got something to do with inverse square law. What, I think. A, what is a Lichtenberg figure? Oh, a Lichtenberg figure? Yeah. I can kind of let Kevin have his joke answer first. <laughs> Somebody who performs oral on a Zeppelin. <laughs> oh, God. I, I thought you'd go iceberg with that, and then they'd get stuck. Well, it does end in ERG. It's L I C H T E N B A E R G. So probably uh, it's Lichtenberg or something. Oh, Lichtenberg. Uh, Lichtenberg, that's probably a town in Lichtenstein that gets hit by lightning a lot. A Lichtenberg figure, also known as a lightning flower or lightning tree, is a reddish, feathery, or fern-like fractal pattern sometimes seen on the neck or torso of lightning strike victims. Oh! The marks are temporary, formed due to capillary damage, Yeah, and usually appear within an hour or two of the incident. The color, complexity, and duration of each Lichtenberg figure varies from person to person, obviously, like snowflakes. Uh-huh. Like precious snowflakes. Mm-hmm. Winston Kemp was struck by lightning when he went outside during a storm and received a temporary tattoo on his arm. We have a photograph that we will put on Caustic Soda Podcast. Let me see it. Oh, it's, it's kind of like a, it's almost like a vine with like branches and stuff mm-hmm. on it. Mm-hmm. You know what he should have mm-hmm. done? He actually should have gotten inked over top of it and had it like as a commemorative, commemorative tattoo right. of his event. This is where I got hit by lightning. That would have been kind of cool, actually. Why would you need that? He's got a brand. Well, because it goes away. Yeah. Oh, it's temporary. Oh, then yes, absolutely would. Yeah. Kevin. How many people die from lightning strikes per year worldwide? Per year. All right. Worldwide. So if, if getting struck is one over 500,000 and we got 7 billion people. Oh, math. <laughs> it's 14,000 so, people who get hit probably. A year. Yeah. Okay. So 14,000 people a year get hit. I'm going to go with 50-50. You're, you're tossing a coin. 7,000 people a year die. Uh, 500? Estimating the global numbers of deaths is difficult because many of the countries where lightning causes high numbers of fatalities have no reliable statistics statistics available. Right. The average number ranges from 6,000 to 24,000. Oh. oh. So they had, did I do the math wrong? So I was you on might the have been doing the math for the U.S. numbers. Yeah, but I mean, I figure that's got to be the same worldwide, pretty much. Like, that's a good average to okay. pick, right? Mm-hmm. You know? About 240,000 are injured. 240,000 are struck. No. 24,000 dead. Yeah. 240,000 injured. injured. Yeah. yeah. So 240,000 people get hit and injured. Every year? And one-tenth of them die. So the, so the, I, think, I, think it's, I think that's on top. You don't get oh. injured and die. You either you die or you're injured. A death isn't an injury? No. Okay. No. All right. I got that. That makes sense. So the chance of being hit by lightning must be way bigger than one and a half a million outside of the U.S. then. Well, I guess because most of the U.S. population is in cities. Cities. And those could, yeah, yeah. Like there's lots of countries in the world where most of the population is rural. It's, it's like we're building up our own little shell around us yeah, to protect us from l- the Lightning rods. According to the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, over the last 20 years, the U.S. averaged 51 annual lightning strike fatalities placing it in the second position just behind floods for deadly weather. Okay. In the U.S., between 9 and 10% of those struck die. Mm-hmm. The common belief that golfers make up a high number of victims of lightning does not hold up when you look at the figures. Between 2006 and 2013, fishermen accounted for more than three times oh. as many deaths as golfers, and camping and boating each chucked up almost twice as many deaths as Yet golfers. another reason for me not to go camping. Right. Next time, next time my friend calls, right. do you want to die? Do you want a high probability of death yeah, this weekend? Three times as likely to get struck by lightning and killed as uh, staying in the city. Now, when they say fishermen, 
do they mean people out in a boat fishing or do they mean people standing at the side of like a lake or a river with a big long metal rod in their hand <laughs> mm, good question these statistics do not reflect the difference between direct strikes where the victim was part of the lightning pathway, indirect effects of being close to the termination point, like ground currents, and resultant, where the casualty arose from subsequent events such as fires or explosions. Uh, yeah, that's probably how the numbers get off. Struck by lightning is closer to one and a half a million, but being near when it hits, that could still probably kill you. Yeah, because I, I think I heard a story not too long ago about people on a beach and then the lightning struck the beach and like killed like 10 people all at the same time. Joe, mm. what is St. Elmo's Fire? Oh, uh, it's a movie from the 1980s starring Iron Man. It's a Muppet that lights its farts. <laughs> Who was sainted? Yeah. Well, because kids love fart jokes, so they sainted them. They're like, patron saint of farting. Here we go, kitties! <laughs> Although, because he's made of flammable material he can only do that trick once <laughs> That's right. also known as saint elmo's light it is a weather phenomenon in which luminous plasma is created by a coronal discharge oh yeah from a sharp or pointed object in a strong electric field such as those generated by thunderstorms or created by a volcanic eruption saint elmo's fire is named after the patron saint of sailors the phenomenon sometimes appeared on ships at sea during thunderstorms was regarded by sailors with a religious awe for its glowing ball of light. Right. Physically, St. Elmo's fire is a bright blue or violet glow appearing like fire in some circumstances from tall, sharply pointed structures such as lightning rods, masts, spires, and chimneys, and on aircraft wings. I would be nervous if I looked out the window while I was flying an aircraft and saw ball lightning you know, flying off yeah. the tip of the wing. St. Elmo's fire can also appear on leaves, grass, and even the tips of cattle horns. What? Right? Often accompanying the glow is a distinct hissing or buzzing sound. Do you think that's what, like, those Egyptian things where they always put those giant sun discs, like, between cattle horns? Do you think that's where that came from? <laughs> you know, Stop they, the St. Elmo's fire. They saw one of those... Uh, Make everything more round. Yeah. <laughs> St. Elmo's fire is a form of matter called plasma, which is also produced in stars, high-temperature flame, and by lightning. So mm-hmm. is it lightning? Not quite. It's oh. not quite lightning. It's plasma, so it's, it's plasma. made out of blood. Yes. That's what they call pl- They call blood plasma, right? Kevin, uh-huh. what's the world record for number of times a human has been struck by lightning? Single human struck by lightning. All right. How many times? 14. Oh, interesting. That is actually really – I was going to say a dozen. So I'm going to say a dozen. We'll see. Roy Cleveland Sullivan was a U.S. park ranger in Virginia. Of course. He gained a nickname Human Lightning Conductor or the Human Lightning Rod. He's no Lightning Virginia. The first documented lightning strike of Sullivan occurred in April 1942. Oh. He was hiding from a thunderstorm in a fire lookout tower. I'll just hide up here. I think I know why he's been struck so many times. He's not very smart. It was hit seven or eight times inside the tower. Fire was jumping all over the place. Sullivan ran out and just a few feet away received what he considered to be his worst lightning strike. It burned a half-inch strip all along his right leg, hit his toe, and left a hole in his shoe. Your first is always the worst. That's what they always say. Yeah, I remember my first (laughs) lightning strike. That was the worst one. Uh, 27 years later. Okay. uh He was hit while in his truck, driving on a mountain road. Mm -hmm. The metal body of a vehicle normally protects people in cases such as this by acting as a Faraday cage. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The lightning first hit nearby trees and was deflected into the open window of the truck. What? The strike knocked Sullivan unconscious and burned off his eyebrows, eyelashes, and most of his hair. The uncontrolled truck kept moving until it stopped near a cliff edge. 
near a cliff edge. But at least he probably had a new career as the Mr. Clean guy. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. Well, unless he kept his hair, but it was all spiking straight up. Oh, it said it burnt his hair off? Oh, but he might have grown it mm-hmm. most straight. Of his most of his hair. The rest that oh. was left. Might have been like patchy in like places. A, like a troll uh, doll. Oh, no, that's not <laughs> good. Right? Hair in his body, all gone like a troll doll. The stuff on his head, straight up and curiously purple. Uh-huh. Number three. Okay. The next year, Sullivan was struck while in his front yard. The lightning hit a nearby power transformer and from there jumped to his left shoulder searing it. Wow, he is Mr. Deflected Lightning. Like, it's not even getting him directly. It's uh, constantly, like, just bouncing around him. Yep. Does he see a lightning storm come and then run towards it? Like, I'll tell you, if I've been struck by lightning twice, if I heard, like, a thunderclap, I'd be like, I'm getting out of town. Well, here we go. This is number four. Okay. Two years later, Sullivan Mm -hmm. was working inside a ranger station when another strike set his hair on fire. Although he never was a fearful man. After his fourth strike, he began to believe that some force was trying to destroy him, <laughs> and he acquired a fear of death. Okay, yeah. so, so it cooked his brain a little bit. The fourth strike kicked well, his brain I don't and like, know, man. hit the paranoid center. Like when you're inside a metal vehicle that's supposed to act like a Faraday cage, and it bounces off a tree and goes through the window and hits you. That's a little curious. Well, you want know to find more curious? That he's driving around with his windows open during a lightning storm. Well, yeah. He is not helping himself. True. He he wants to hide from a lightning storm. He runs up a tower. Please tell me that he invented a lightning-proof suit. That he's constantly wearing a suit with metal wires through it that go down to his metal plated <laughs> on the bottom of his shoes. So anytime any electricity hits him, it zaps straight into the ground and ignores his body. Well, Please tell me that he has now turned into a supervillain. I think at this point, this is the 60s or the 70s. Okay. Um, well, no, no, because the first one was 27 years after 1942. So that was 1960. We're in the early 70s now. So for months, whenever he was caught in a storm while driving his truck, he would pull over and lie down on the front seat until the storm passed. Mm-hmm. He also began to carry a can of water with him. And believe that he would somehow attract lightning, even if he stood in a crowd of people. The can of water would attract lightning. What no, it's uh, probably for I when think, his hair gets caught yeah, on fire. Yeah, for again. when he's on fire. Okay, so have some water to douse himself. <laughs> so the next year, uh, but we do know that his hair grew back because the fourth strike lit his hair on fire. I guess so. Yep. Yep. The so. next year. While he was out on patrol in the park, Sullivan saw a storm cloud forming and drove away quickly. <laughs> but the cloud, he said later, seemed to be following him. No. When he finally thought he had outrun it, he decided it was safe to leave his truck. Soon after, he was struck by lightning. <laughs> Holy shit. Sullivan stated that he actually oh, saw the bolt that hit him. The lightning set his hair on fire, moved down his left arm and left leg, and knocked off his shoe. It then crossed over to his right leg just below the knee. Still conscious, Sullivan crawled to his truck and poured the can of water over his head. <laughs> he must oh, have, watery. while he's in tons of pain and feeling like shit that the world is out to get him, he must have a little bit of satisfaction to know, oh, I, got that water. I was so right. I was so right to carry this. Puts out his burning hair. Here's the, even if it didn't light his hair on fire, I'm sure you would have like, I've got it, so I'm going to use it. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Probably. Yeah. Well, at least it would be refreshing after. Wouldn't a lightning it be strike. ironic if that the the so called lightning expert would show up and say, "Actually, carrying that thing of water <laughs> that's around what, is that's that's hurting, attracting the lightning, doing bolts. more harm than good." Oh, is that a metal can of water? Ooh. Oh, mm. yeah. You should carry a glass bottle of uh, water. 
So that was strike number five. Okay. Three years later, oh, man. a lightning bolt injured his ankle. Although we did guess a dozen, not even thinking what that would mean to a person. I kind of right. thought he'd, uh, the person who won this would have been struck like ten times in a single lightning storm or something. Mm. Oh, yeah. Hit, no, no. lying there unconscious. <laughs> <"C-coo>, ow! <laughs> ah! There's so much for lightning. Never he keeps having twice. heart attacks and the lightning keeps starting him up again. So that was number six. Number seven, mm-hmm. the next year... Sullivan was struck while fishing in a freshwater pool. Ah, you see, he should have heard the pop quiz on this show. Yeah. And he would have known to never go fishing. To stop being a park ranger is yeah. what he should have done. <laughs> Been a hermit or something. Well, he should just carry around like basement. a 20-foot long metal pole with a spike on the end. And wherever he goes, just jam it into the ground 20 feet away. No, because, you know, as soon as he's about to jam it in the ground, well, that's, that's when it hits him. That's, right. that's when he's wearing... Okay. All right, back up. He's now wearing <laughs> he's now wearing a full body rubber suit until that's jammed into yes. the ground. Yeah. We've got Iron Man Robert Downey Jr., like who, by sweating. the way, was not in St. Elmo's Fire. That was Rob Lowe. I totally mm. looked it up. Uh, uh, instead, this is going to be Rubber Man. He's going to have his rubber, rubber suit and a big uh, and a big lightning rod. Damn, he should just become one of the pioneers of the PVC movement. Although PVC is pretty thin, I don't think it's going to protect you from lightning. Well, just like the extra thick PVC. Yeah, maybe. So the lightning hit the top of his head, singed his hair, and burnt his chest and stomach. Mm-hmm. Immediately afterwards, a bear approached the pond. But, what? And tried to steal trout from his fishing line. <laughs> Sullivan struck the bear with a tree branch. <laughs> like why I'm not? Why not? Seven strikes of lightning. Yeah. I'm not gonna get. I'm not gonna get my fish taken by some dumb Getting bear. Mauled by a bear would be I a refreshing think, change. I think keeping your your trout on your fishing line would have been the least of your problems after you'd just been struck by the yeah. lightning. No. It's a bear follow-up. Bears follow-up. I respect the guy for continuing to fight. Like, I would be there, and I would just be like, just fucking take it. He claimed uh, this was the 22nd time he hit a bear with a stick in his lifetime. That's a whole other world record thing. Maybe bears are protected by lightning. Oh, Oh. snap. (laughs) The the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Boston Bruins are both NHL hockey teams. But they're bitter rivals. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. So between 1942 and 1977, Sullivan was hit by lightning on seven different occasions and survived all of them. Guess how he died? Uh, he drowned in a cup of water <laughs> that he had carried around with him at all times. Uh, he, he, he poked a bear with a stick and it uh, ate his face. Sadly, uh-huh. he died from a self-inflicted gunshot wound at the age of 71 over uh. an unrequited love. Oh. Oh. Hmm. I think maybe the lightning had something to do with it. <laughs> maybe. Here's the thing about unrequited love. Go and look somewhere else. They're, well, they're elsewhere. That one you want, eh, Yeah, you'd think more. 71 you'd have learned that lesson, that you'd learn more fish in the sea. Well, That's not what all the pop songs have taught me. No, but at just 71... Find, just find another love. At 71, you should have learned that pop songs are bullshit. <laughs> yes. True. Yeah. Yes. Whose turn is it? So that's the world record, seven strikes. Joe, when was the lightning rod invented? There's a guy named Rod who ran real fast. Lightning Rod. Yeah, yeah. So that was like Athens. It's like him and his yeah. ba- pal Cosmic Ray. Yeah. I'm going to say Cosmic Ray. the 15th century, so 14-something. No, I'm, I, the, the pyramids are one gi- giant lightning rod. So we're talking like 5,000 <laughs> mm. B.C. One, we'll build it out of stone. That should work. Yeah, no, it's not working. The pointed lightning rod conductor, also known as a lightning attractor or Franklin Rod, was invented by Benjamin Bench. Franklin yeah, in 1749. As part of his groundbreaking exploration of electricity. That is so late, it seems. The rod offers protection by intercepting lightning and electrical charge and transmitting its current into the ground. Made mm-hmm. out of metal, so that it conducts the charge, it is usually located as high as possible because of lightning's tendency to strike the nearest object to it. During the Napoleonic Wars, 
More than 220 British tall ships were damaged, not by the French, but by lightning. Mm -hmm. The solution was to install lightning rods. But since that device had been invented by a rebel colonist, Benjamin Franklin, Uh His Majesty's Navy steadfastly refused. It took until the 1830s before the Admiralty finally used them. Oh, wow. Well, they took a stand. Yep. They took a real stand on principle. Damn the torpedoes and our warships. Kevin, what is a dirty thunderstorm? Uh, <laughs> that is a sex move. That's <laughs> a dirty thunderstorm. That involves... Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. I'm not going to say exactly what happens, but it involves a butthole and a lot of like. It is standing up anal sex where when you orgasm, you punch them on the top of the head. (laughs) Light their hair on fire. And then light their hair on fire. (laughs) Also known as volcanic lightning. Mm -hmm. A dirty thunderstorm is a weather phenomenon that is related to the production of lightning in a volcanic plume. Oh, I've seen I've seen video of this. Right? Yeah, it looks like that something is coming to destroy you. It looks like a yes. great old one. Yeah, it looks is coming, amazing. It's coming to life. Yeah. Oh, I've seen photos and video of this. It looks pretty awesome. Yeah, this is what what D and D nightmares are made of. <laughs> yeah, it's the kind of thing that you would see as a special effect in a movie and go, "Well, that's neat, but completely would never happen." Yeah, and then, that is oh, implausible. Oh, there it is. Oh yeah, we got to put one of these pictures this, on the website, causticsodapodcast dot com. Go this check first this photo out. I'm looking at is gorgeous. Yeah, that's where you realize elemental power is something. Mm-hmm. Gary Gygax saw that and then he thought of that's elementals. Right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's the end of the pop quiz. All right, I win. You did, because we you know were what? terrible. You know what? The listeners win. I even knew Benjamin Franklin invented it. After he said it, I was like, oh, bleh. I knew that. Duh. Benjamin Franklin invented a lot of things, like syphilis and French prostitutes. <laughs> now it's time for how lightning kills. Okay. This, All right. this is in the science. From electricity. The end. Approximately 90% of those hit by lightning survive. Yep. But often with long-lasting neurological damage. That makes sense. Lightning that hits someone directly from the sky is called a direct strike, which rarely happens. Okay. Lightning which strikes a building can get into wiring or water pipes to kill someone talking on the phone with a cord or who is taking a shower. Oh, yeah? Yes. Wow. This does happen, but also such contact strikes are as rare as direct strikes. Okay. Direct strikes and contact strikes account for, guess how much of a percent of lightning deaths and injuries? To combined or yep. each? 2%. 1% each. Wait, so there's there's direct and indirect? And there's what else? direct and contact. Direct and contact. And what else is there then if these are... If... Oh, we'll get to the rest. Oh, so <laughs> I don't know how many more things there are. What percentage are these two things? Uh, 75. 3 to 5%. Oh, all right. Three to five percent. He thought he said they were both very rare. Oh, very. You said seventy-five percent of all deaths. But but you got to be hit like directly to die, like don't you? I thought. Mm. I guess not. I guess not. Mm. 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 Okay, here we go. Ground currents, which spread out over the ground after lightning strikes, are the big danger, accounting for about fifty-five percent of all lightning deaths and injuries. So uh, more than half. So majority. Yep. So when a lightning stroke containing about 20,000 or more amperes of current hits the ground. All of this electricity doesn't just disappear into the earth. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. It spreads out in the ground as a potentially deadly current with its voltage decreasing with distance from where it hit. Okay. Such currents are lightning's biggest danger because they affect large areas in circles extending out from where lightning reaches the ground, such as the bottom of a tree. Now, how large an area are we talking? Like, where's the danger zone? High-speed photos have shown ground current arcs, sparks... 
arcs or sparks, arcs mm-hmm. and sparks, uh, as far as 60 feet from where lightning hit the ground. That's still pretty close to a lightning strike, though. Fairly. I feel like I feel like if if I saw lightning coming down 50 feet away from me, I'd be like, oh, shit. Like, it wouldn't surprise me if I got zappoed. If you happen to be standing in a place affected by a ground current, it can travel up one leg through your body, possibly stopping your heart or breathing, mm-hmm. and down the other leg. Okay. Ground currents are especially dangerous to animals such as cattle because the current passes through the entire body between the front and rear legs. The greater the distance between where the current enters and leaves a body, the more serious the damage. That makes sense. So do not be a beached whale during a lightning <laughs> storm. When it hits the beach. Because you're going to take some serious damage. Right. Um, well, I think if you're a beached whale, you're dying slowly. So maybe you'd be like, come on, I oh, yeah. let's... Uh, this uh, drowning in my own lung fluid is not fun. Yep. The second most deadly kind of lightning strike after ground current is called side splash or side flash. Okay. Which accounts for about a third of lightning deaths. Mm-hmm. This refers to lightning that jumps from an object to a person or even from one person to another. So this is the the lightning bouncing off a tree and zapping our dude through his open yeah. truck window. Yep. Side splash occurs because lightning follows the path with the least resistance to electrical current to the ground. If you're standing within a foot or two of a tree hit by lightning, the lightning is likely to jump from the tree to you because to a lightning stroke, you are nothing but a bag of salty water with much less electrical resistance than a tree. Yeah, it would be harder to travel through a tree than a person. I I can see that. Yeah. Salty water. We're a lot wetter and saltier. Mm -hmm. The third most common cause of lightning deaths and injuries are the upward leaders, also called streamers. Mm. That rise from high objects and the ground before lightning strikes. Before lightning strikes. Oh, be- yeah, because basically electricity is positive and negative charges. Yep. And you can kind of think of the charge going both ways, really. Like there's a positive charge and kind of a negative charge as well. Right. So, so hold on. Kind of- so there's a charge in the ground. And right before the lightning from the sky comes down, this charge also comes up to meet it kind of thing? Is I that can, what I can explain this in some detail. Okay. Cool. Let's hear it. A great difference between negative charge in the cloud and positive charge on the ground below mm-hmm. causes a negatively charged stepped leader okay. to begin zigzagging toward the ground, breaking molecules of nitrogen, oxygen, and other gases into positive ions and negative electrons. Okay. This creates a highly conductive path through the air which otherwise has very high electrical resistance. Mm. Okay. As a step leader nears the ground, many streamers with a positive charge begin coming up, mostly but not all from high areas. When right. a leader and a streamer connect, a huge negative current begins flowing from the cloud to the ground. At the same time, a positive charge zips up the leader, creating the light we see as lightning. If right. a streamer that connects with a step leader happens to be where you happen to be standing or crouching, a direct strike hits you. But with many step leaders trying to connect, the odds are better that a streamer or streamers nearest to you don't connect with the step leader. Nevertheless, you are not home free. Even the streamers that don't connect can carry several hundred amperes of current, more than enough to kill or injure you, even though you're not actually hit by lightning. See, I thought streamers were those little plastic things you hung from the handlebars of your bikes. <laughs> right? So all this adds up to the safety rule that today's lightning experts agree on. When thunder roars, go indoors. That's a rhyming mnemonic for you. I see. Mm -hmm. Again, uh, for the stupid or young. (laughs) (laughs) Go to a building with plumbing and wires or into a metal vehicle with the windows rolled up. 
Yeah, we learned that from uh, our human lightning conductor. This leads us into public service announcement. How to avoid being struck by lightning. Mm -hmm. Avoid being out in any open areas like fields, golf courses, or parking lots. Here you are are the tallest thing around and the easiest target. I tell you, I'm not a big fan of the great outdoors. Any ammunition that I can uh, arm myself with to keep from being cajoled. How do you feel about golf courses? Uh, I golfed for a while, but golf courses in British Columbia are typically surrounded by very tall trees. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Do not squat down low with your two feet together or get yourself into a ball, as was the old mantra for lighting, uh, the, the outdated safety advice. Yeah, there was that rhymer. Uh, tuck yourself into a ball. Avoid. Avoid being tall. Mm-hmm. If you get caught in an open field during a lightning storm, find a ditch to lie in, if possible. I don't know if I, like, are there that many ditches anymore? I don't really, I don't really know where there are any. Well, like ditches. not in a city. No, but, but... people know your ditches. Get okay. to know your ditches okay. in a lightning-prone area. <laughs> Get to know your ditches. That's another sex move. Do not stand under tall objects like trees or towers. Mm. Electricity might jump to you. Oh, there's that S and M club: ditches and bitches. Ditches and bitches. Stay away from forms of metal. Stop swimming and get away from the water. Now, how many forms of right. metal are we supposed to stay away from? All of them. All, all forms of metal. But I've got a belt buckle on. And uh, get rid of it. Throw it away. That's it. Take your pants throw, off. Throw it at a tree. Because <laughs> the, the trees need the extra bell. Well, the lightning's going to hit the tree anyway. Okay. Got it. Might as well improve your chances. Yeah. The safest place during a thunderstorm is in a building, preferably one with a lightning rod. Mm-hmm. The other place, safe place is a car with the windows rolled up. Yeah, because we already heard that you can take a shower in a building and still get zapped. As long as you don't touch any of the metal parts. If lightning strikes, the car's metal body will conduct the charge down to the ground. Contrary to popular belief, the rubber of the wheels offers no protection. Oh. Well, yeah, but I mean, most cars aren't really made out of metal anymore, so that shouldn't be that big a problem. Yep. There's still metal in them, but yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. So what we are saying, though, is during a lightning storm, even if you're indoors, don't take a shower. Yeah, if you're in a house during a lightning storm, avoid taking a shower bath. Stay away from electrical outlets and things plugged into them. And don't use phones or computers. Don't stick your fork in your toaster. Don't lick any of your stainless steel appliances. I have been guilty of using Facebook on my computer while during a lightning storm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Were you uh, what, were you doing uh, updates about the storm? Yeah. I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to be killed any minute now. Do you what? actually – have you ever – has anybody ever been in a storm bad enough where they thought to themselves, I'm about to die? I'm in serious danger. Maybe when I was a child. Right. I think the right. closest I've seen a lightning strike has been, you know, like, like oh, I could probably guess where that hit. Like, maybe up to a kilometer away. I think. I don't think I've ever actually seen it strike the ground. So I've I'm, never really been worried. I mean, I have in, in my early years, uh, like a half a dozen times, been in a storm that was striking within blocks of my house. Ooh. Yeah. Right? Are you, you like, know, stop, drop, and roll? Even in the middle. Like, in the middle of a storm. I mean, I wasn't outside. I was in my house. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, I, I did not feel like I was in danger. It's because you're not a cat. I might have even taken a bath. What? I might have. I don't because you're ignorant. Because I didn't care. Yeah, I no. didn't. I felt no fear. Right? I think I would. I think I would avoid taking a bath. But I would probably still use my computer. I have mm-hmm. a pretty big surge protector on mine because I love my computer. Mm-hmm. Well, here's a couple myths. Yeah. The, have you guys ever heard of this thirty thirty rule? No. I've heard of a few thirty thirty rules. But... Is that by the time you're thirty, you have to have sex with more than thirty people? Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, it went like this: if it takes less than thirty seconds to hear thunder after seeing a lightning flash, lightning is close enough to pose a threat, so go indoors. 
Okay. And after the storm ends, wait 30 minutes before resuming outdoor so activities. So six miles? Is it divided by five for miles? Yep. Okay. So it's it's kind of like the same rule for like swimming, right? You know, if you eat, avoid going in the Swim. water for like yep. 30 minutes. You know, if, if there's a lightning a... storm before or after it wraps, avoid going outside for 30 minutes. Proper advice is just to go inside either a substantial shelter or hardtop metal vehicle at the first sound of thunder. Don't be, ca- don't be counting seconds. Mm-hmm. Just go inside. Right. Once there, wait a half hour before going back outside. No. The general uh, that we use is that if you can hear thunder, you're within striking distance of the storm and you need to go inside right away. Got it. If you're struck by lightning, mm-hmm. there is a nonprofit support group. Oh, yeah? The Lightning Strike and Electric Shock Survivors International Incorporated, or LS and ESSI. I want to hear more about the profit support group for Lightning Strike Survivors. The profit support group. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't find, didn't find them. They didn't oh. come up. Those, those are called con men. <laughs> and they're headquartered in Jacksonville, North Carolina. What kind of support at a group support scenario do you think you need if you're a lightning strike survivor? Do you just feel better? Is it just a misery loves company thing? You just feel better being in a room with other people who've been struck by lightning? Maybe if, you, if you're that guy mm-hmm. at Park Ranger and it's like your fourth time hit, you would be like, am I going to die? Help me. Or you sit in a room and you're like, does anybody else feel like lightning is out to get them? Yeah, exactly. Am I? Is this a, is this an irrational thing? And then one one guy shows up in an electro costume. He's oh, like, yeah. Yeah, 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 and just laughs maniacally and then leaves. He's the one who formed the support group so that he could get them all together in one place. That's maybe, yeah. That's what I do because I'm a big jerk. And you just start like throwing your arms like yeah, like this, right? Like, like as if you could. He's just throw got lightning. like bike bike lights in his hand. Yeah, but they're like oh, 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 PTSD. Uh, that'd be Out for man to be. Oh, yeah, that wind of blowing in the east. You had better have a care, cause there's danger in the air. And it ain't a fit night out for man to be. Everybody thought that it had ceased. Lightning split the rain swept night. Each sinner shook with fright. And it ain't a fit night out for man or beast. In the barnyard stall And the hay don't seem to interest them at all All the chickens and the geese Each laid 14 eggs apiece And it ain't a fit night out for man of beast
in the history. During the Middle Ages, church bell ringing was believed to diffuse lightning. Oh. And many medieval bells were engraved with fulgura frango. I break up the lightning. Oh, okay. Fulgura frango. This theory was discredited by a medieval scholar who observed that over a 33-year period, there were 386 lightning strikes on church towers and 103 fatalities among bell ringers. <laughs> so they're up there in the tower at Go the highest away, point. Lightning, dong, yeah. dong, dong. Go away. <laughs> Holding on to a giant metal object yeah. <laughs> in the highest point in town. Yeah. That's three bell ringers a year. <laughs> That is not You're not bringing hard enough up there. And it's the Middle Ages. You are not getting reports from the whole world through the internet, mm-hmm. right? Yep. You're a medieval scholar who maybe it's not just your town. Maybe you're getting letters and you're saying, hey, please tell me in mm-hmm. your towns. But like, what, Europe, maybe? Oh, yeah. So three bell ringers a year in Europe. Wow. So do not ring your church bell nope. by hand in the middle no. of a thunderstorm. Send a robot up there. Oh, yeah. That's or, what they should have done in the Middle an, Ages. Or some, some children. That's what they should have done in Middle-Aged Europe, Medieval Europe, is sent the robot up there. You yep. should especially not do this when you're storing certain things uh, in your vaults in the church. <gasps> like in 1769 in Brescia, Italy. Brescia. Lightning struck the tower of a church. Uh-huh. The current passed through the vaults where 90,000 kilograms of gunpowder had been stored. <laughs> Wait, they stored 90,000 pounds of gunpowder in, in the vault church? of a church. Why? This was a thing, apparently. Because you can trust the priests not to use it for bad reasons, right? Or maybe God smiling down on it. Where else could it possibly be safer? Maybe they needed it to be blessed. Mm. It was a backlog of, of blessed gunpowder. The explosion destroyed a sixth of the city and killed 3,000 residents. Yeah, back when you couldn't afford to lose 3,000 residents. Wow. Not like yeah. these days. Not like these days. Ah, 3,000 weeks. You want a couple packs of 3,000? Well, you know, this is back when the population of the earth was like, you know, 35,000 people, right? Yeah, 1769, yeah. when the earth's population. Something like that. Was th- it was something like that. The British Parliament responded by passing two acts establishing standards for the manufacture and storage of gunpowder in private hands, eventually mm-hmm. leading to an argument over how best to how to best protect arsenals from lightning strikes. Right. For many centuries, gunpowder was stored in churches. There was a belief that the church bells prevented lightning, as yeah. Corin mentioned. Okay, so that's why you wanted it yeah. in the church. Oh, don't worry. We'll put it in the church because that'll protect it from lightning strikes. Well, maybe the bell ringers kept it from traveling all the way into the vault. <laughs> it stopped at the bell ringer, right. right? Maybe it like, was. He was kind of the lightning rod it wasn't the church bell it was the ringer it was the ringer yeah. who was the that's maybe that's where the term a ringer came that's from right. look right? man you're just choosing between science and faith and one's not any better than the other i have faith that lightning's not going to strike this i have church. faith that uh, bell ringers act as a deterrent oh we have evidence otherwise the highest death toll from a disaster caused by a fatal lightning strike is 91 people i just said three thousand. Right, but that was from a gunpowder strike. Yeah, mm-hmm. but still, it's caused this by This is lightning. 1971 Peru. Uh, all of whom died when a Peruvian airline flight was struck and crashed into the Amazon rainforest on Christmas Eve 1971. Christmas Eve, that's a shame. They were all right. heading, you know, to be not struck by lightning. They were flying, they were flying to no lightning stand. Right. Hey, don't assume. While several of the passengers survived the three-kilometer drop to Earth, only one person, Julianne Kepke from Germany, was able to leave the crash site to seek help. 
Kepke followed a stream until she stumbled upon a canoe and shelter belonging to local lumbermen. Her story was later told in the film Wings of Hope, directed by Werner Herzog, who had almost caught the ill-fated flight himself. <laughs> dun, dun. Wings of Hope dashed. Like, how is it Wings of Hope? 91 people died. Well, we hope, uh, we hope <laughs> less I, would have died. I hope it's only 91 and not <laughs> 92. Yeah. Hooray! A positive ending. You know what the funny part is? Like, this thing gets struck by lightning and it crashes, and that's bad. But then you crash, like, in the middle of the Amazonian rainforest, which is kind of out to kill you anyway. Right. right? You know, yeah. like, that is that is not the place. I want The piranhas. You know. The malarias. They could have crashed into, like, a pillow factory. <laughs> That would have been nicer. Or that's what wings of the, that was the wings of hope. Yeah, that they're hoping that they're going to crash into a. a pillow I factory. hope I don't crash into the Amazon. That's yeah. what the hope is. Yeah. 1998 Democratic Republic of Congo. Uh-huh. All 11 members of a football team were killed by a bolt of lightning, which left the other team unhurt. A Congolese newspaper reported. And by football, you mean soccer? Yes. Mm-hmm. 30 other people received burns at the match. The two sides were drawing one to one. Mm-hmm. In the match in eastern Kasai province when the lightning struck the visiting team. The, wow. ath- the athletes from the home team, Basanga, curiously came out of the catastrophe unscathed. Okay. There was no official confirmation of the, re- of the report. Uh-huh. Uh, rebel war affects much of the east of the country. Hmm. Uh-huh. But during uh, that same weekend, a similar incident, which uh-huh. was caught on video... Ooh. A Premier League soccer match in Johannesburg was brought to an abrupt end when lightning struck the ground... Half the players from both teams, the Jomo Cosmos and the Morocco Swallows, dropped to the turf. Several rides on the grass holding their ears and their eyes. Spectators and coaching staff <laughs> ran onto the pitch to help. Fortunately, no one was killed. Yeah, of course. Nobody actually got hurt. They're soccer players, and they heard a noise, so they dropped <laughs> to the ground and clutched themselves, screaming in pain. But I want to go back to this other game in the Congo. Yes. Uh, where the entire other team was struck dead. Right. The opposing team and the home team all walked away scot free. Yeah. Did the lightning strike them? Were there were the entry and exit wounds like bullet shaped? <laughs> yeah. Right? Were there, oh, they're incredibly small entry I was wounds like and exit white, wounds. Like white jagged spears that people oh. like threw from the There you go. From the yeah. stands. Oh, uh, lightning bolts killed them. Or perhaps stomped on by like a ton of little lightning bolts resembling cleat marks. Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. The guy named his the, his gun lightning and he was actually saying lightning bullets. Yeah, exactly. Everybody go. misunderstood. There you go. Mm, okay. It seems very suspicious. Suspicious in a war-torn country like the Congo that uh, one entire team would be struck dead by lightning and so the other one would not. Here's the team falling down. Oh, they all got back so up So some again. of them just get back up. Some yeah. of them just kind of went, oh, crap, and lay down on the ground. And these are guys who are like, well, I fall into the ground, so my natural instinct as a soccer player is to pretend that I'm terribly hurt. That's the problem with faking it because when you don't know when somebody's oh, actually the hurt. the boy who cries lightning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what the, this is. The soccer player who cries injury. Well, this one guy is kind of twitching. And the referee is also down. I Yeah, the referee, I believe. <laughs> I, I believe these guys too. But what I'm saying is all the assholes who fake injuries make it more difficult to call out when these guys get hit and actually like have to help them. Yeah, you can't even see the lightning there, right? It's just you saw a flash. Sudden. You saw a white flash. Yeah. But I mean, like, you don't see the fork. Mm-hmm. It's just, uh... Well, you need, I think you need, like, special photography to see. Yeah, the, I would guess. Mm-hmm. Right. 2007 Zagreb. Croatia. Cro- yeah. I know where Zagreb is. Yeah. Look at that. Geography test. All right, I win. <laughs> Pop geography quiz. Motorbiker Ante Jinjic 
29 from Zagreb. Now, was, I'm assuming that Motorbiker is not a title. He was just riding on a motorbike. He was riding a motorbike. He was knocked unconscious when lightning struck his penis during a quick roadside <laughs> toilet break. No. I totally know what happened. That's what he told his wife. Oh. It's like, uh, pfft, lightning struck it. Nothing happened that I, I was at a rest stop. Why did I find you unconscious at the side of the road, road naked, holding your dick? Uh, <laughs> no, no, it happened at a rest stop, and he was found unconscious with his penis through a hole in the wall, <laughs> where it just got. It just it was, I believe, it was struck by lightning. That's what made the hole. That was, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh-huh, uh-huh. He said, uh, "I don't remember what happened. One minute I was taking a leak, and the next thing I knew, I was in the hospital." Oh. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that, that is artistic license, the groaning, I assume. Doctor said the lightning went through my body, and because I was wearing rubber boots, it earthed itself through my penis. That makes no sense. Well, I guess uh-huh. I guess what his argument is, and I'm not sure I believe it, he's claiming that he was peeing, so instead of going down through his feet, it went what? through his body and down his penis and down the stream of urine to the Maybe. ground. Maybe. But... Urine stream. I know that. I think it was MythBusters or somebody tested this. Mm-hmm. Urine streams are not solid streams. Right. It's ridiculous. But then again, lightning. It jumps. Yeah, it probably it would jumps. jump from bit mm-hmm. to bit. Yeah. So I'm assuming that they, there's some physical evidence that uh, the tip of his penis. Was, <laughs> yeah, I guess you know, the exit. Well, Jinjik of- escaped relatively unscathed from the incident, suffering only light burns to his chest and arms. He said, thankfully, the doctor said there would be no lasting effects and my penis will function normally eventually. Oh. So I guess at the time of the report, it was not functioning normally. What do you think it looked like? What if it wasn't functioning normally beforehand? The doctor's just trying to give (laughs) him some hope. Maybe. What do you think it looked like? Now he shoots lightning out of it. (laughs) Do you think think right afterwards when they found him and took him to the hospital, it kind of looked like one of those from the, the old school Looney Tune cartoons when somebody would smoke a gag cigar and then the end of the car just go pop and he would have like the little curly parts. Do you think that's what his penis looked like after this? I think yes. Kind of just... I just just want a pair of blinking eyes in his pubic hair above. Blink, blink. After the explosion. (laughs) 2005 Loftus, England. Mm -hmm. Graham Duck returned to his home to find that his house had been struck by lightning during a storm. The lightning hit the chimney, traveled down a wall and set fire to the loft. The lightning strike destroyed... His 20,000-pound collection, that's pounds money, not pounds weight, right. of Star Wars toys and memorabilia, no! which he had stored in the loft close Nerds to where the lightning hit the cringing. roof. No. This is like Jet's toy, Jet's toy Huts. Yeah. Worst nightmare. No, yeah. Absolutely. No, they're actually their best. They're best because they'll sell them new stuff. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, the best thing they ever could have. <laughs> they're they're over there in England with a lightning generator. <laughs> Mr. Oh, Duck called the collection irrepri- irreplaceable and priceless. Immediately after this incident, he ran outside and shouted to the sky, Wabbit season! <laughs> you know the thing about that guy? He's always getting hit in the head with stuff because when people yell duck, he just thinks they're, talk- they're <laughs> calling right. for him. What? Yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't like, you know, <laughs> trying to get out of the way. He just turns around, huh? And he gets like he's struck in the face all the time. That's a, he just changed his name. Yeah. yeah he's changed his name to uh, 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 Stop, Drop, and Roll. In the news. 2007, Brazil. Formerly news. So, formerly news. Brazilian scientists may have solved a shocking scientific mystery by creating ball lightning in the lab. Do you think it was they put shocking in there? Because of course they did. Because reporters of, because are of hilarity. Think they're so funny. <laughs> Leave it to the professionals. Oh wait, we don't get paid. Oh, you know what? I bet you uh, that guy who got uh, struck in the dick by lightning—it was ball lightning. 
Ah. For a while. Ball's lightning. Yeah. Yeah. There was two seconds of ball lightning. (laughs) Physicists have created orbs of electricity about the size of golf balls that mimic natural ball lightning. Perfect for replacing this man's now fried balls. Uh, The fluffy looking spheres spin, throw off sparks and vibrate. They also move erratically about the lab, rolling around on the floor, bouncing off objects and burning whatever they touch. Love it. Oh, why would you invent this thing? Well, because for a long time, people weren't sure if ball lightning was even a real thing. Like right. People had reported. So people have been reporting seeing ball lightning in nature for hundreds of years, but there's no scientific consensus as to what causes the phenomenon. Right. Uh, now scientists are producing balls of lightning as a result of silicon combustion. Hmm. According to various surveys... So you rub two fake boobs together really fast. That's right. Right? Like make a charge. Silicone... Mm-hmm. According to various surveys, up to 1 in 150 people report having seen natural ball lightning. Hmm. Thousands of accounts describe brief encounters with orbs the size of tennis balls or even beach balls that seem alive with electricity. Mm, Will-the-wisps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ball lightning often appears during thunderstorms and typically glows, spins, hisses, bounces, and floats. Nice. The balls have been reported to melt glass windows, burn objects, and even kill people, notably the 18th century electricity researcher George <laughs> Rickman. <laughs> Take right. that, Rickman. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, when you're an electricity researcher, you got to know you're like, it's like you're like uh, Bill Paxton in Twister. You put yourself in harm's That's way true. for That's the true. science. Hey, you play with lightning, you're going to get burned. Many theories have been proposed to explain the phenomenon. Researchers in New Zealand first suggested that when lightning strikes a surface, like mm-hmm. the Earth's silica rich soil, a vapor mm-hmm. is formed. Mm-hmm. This silicon vapor may condense into particles that combine with oxygen in the air to slowly burn with the chemical energy of oxidation. Mm hmm. The Brazilian scientists use electrodes to shock silicon wafers with enough electricity to create a silicon vapor. Most of the artificial orbs lasted two to five seconds, but at least one has survived as long as eight seconds, approximating natural ball lightning and far exceeding previous efforts to create the phenomenon in the lab. Ta-da. Oh, there you go. They so figured this it is, out. This is pretty good. This is our theory. Let's try to redo it in a, in a lab. Hey, we did. That kind of seems to help support that theory. And you only want to leave stuff lying around that you don't mind if it gets burnt. Yeah. So what would you leave lying around in your lab? Marshmallows. Oh, yeah. And great, right next to the graham crackers, right, right. next to the chocolate wafers. Yes. That's right. You just hope Light, for... Call them lightning spores. Thunder spores. Thunder spores. Oh, yeah. That's right. Some side what, of... Joe, what would you leave around in your lab <laughs> hoping to get burnt? Uh, you. Nice. <laughs> nice. That's a verbal burn as well as a lightning burn. I like it. Two burns in one. Some sightings of ball lightning have occurred in or around airplanes, which suggests that aluminum in the aircraft may have caused the phenomenon. This is thinking that it's other things besides silicon that can form it. Mm-hmm. If these materials can produce ball lightning, the phenomenon may occur after lightning strikes, power poles, electrical fittings, roof materials, and other objects. So it might not just be silicon. It could be all sorts of things that it can hit and cause this vapor and uh-huh. this like kind of continuous ball for a few seconds. 2013, Florida. Scientists <laughs> have known for almost a decade that thunderstorms are capable of generating brief but powerful bursts of gamma rays called terrestrial gamma ray flashes, or TGFs. TGFs. Thank God it's Friday. Thank God it's gamma ray flashes. Thank <laughs> God it's fulgurmite. <laughs> These flashes of gamma rays are so bright they can blind instruments many hundreds of kilometers away in outer space. Bing. Because if they can originate near the Bing. same altitudes at which commercial Bing. aircraft routinely fly, scientists have been trying to determine whether or not terrestrial gamma ray flashes present a radiation hazard to individuals in aircraft. Mm, okay. Until recently, the work to answer that question was hampered by a poor understanding of exactly how these gamma rays are generated by thunderstorms, with initial dose estimates ranging from not so safe to downright scary. <laughs> that's not very technical terminology. That's, that's, that's very technical. That, uh, what, that's as technical as it gets. Uh, 
not so safe to downright scary? No. What else can you measure on the scale of not so safe to downright scary? Somewhat okay-ish. Swimming in the ocean. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah what so. else can be not so safe to downright scary? Saturday Night at Joe's house. Climbing of Saturday Night Joe's house, climbing Mount Everest. Now, scientists at Florida Tech have developed a physics-based model of how thunderstorms produce high-energy radiation. According to their model, instead of creating normal lightning, thunderstorms can sometimes produce an exotic kind of electrical breakdown that involves high-energy electrons and their antimatter equivalent, positrons. <laughs> Positron, that is the transformer that just says nice things about you. <laughs> That's right. It's the mm-hmm. affirmation, daily affirmations. Yeah, yeah, it's Positron like... thinks you look good today. <laughs> yeah. Even though copious gamma rays are emitted by this process, very little visible light is produced, creating a kind of electrical breakdown within the storms called dark lightning. Dun, dun, dun! He was a member of the Justice League, as I recall. Uh, well, there was, no, black, was black lightning. Black lightning. Dark lightning is his nephew. It's okay. kind of scrappy dude to Scooby. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> the model also calculates the radiation doses received by individuals inside aircraft that happen to be in exactly the wrong place at exactly the wrong time. Yes. Near the tops of the storms, for the types of terrestrial gamma ray flashes that can be seen from space, the radiation doses are equivalent to about 10 chest x-rays. Okay. Or about the same radiation people would receive from natural background sources over the course of an entire year. Right, so you get your ears worth of radiation in mm-hmm. one's day. However, near the middle of the storms, the radiation dose can be about 10 times larger, comparable to some of the largest doses received during medical procedures and roughly equivalent to a full-body CT scan. Still. Mm -hmm. I mean, not good. Full-body CT scan. They happen. People do that. People do that. Mm -hmm. Although airline pilots already do their best to avoid thunderstorms, occasionally aircraft do end up inside electrified storms, exposing passengers to terrestrial gamma ray flashes. On rare occasions, according to the model calculation, it may be possible that hundreds of people, without knowing it, may be simultaneously receiving a sizable dose of radiation from dark lightning. Dark lightning. It is not known yet how often, if ever, this actually occurs. Further research pending. There needs to be a Dark Hulk that gets created from the gamma ray burst from yes. Dark Lightning. Yes. Right. Yeah. Dark Hulk. They've had Red Hulk. They've had Green Hulk. They've mm. had Gray Hulk. Yeah. Now they Dark, Dark Hulk. Dark Hulk. That's right. Smoke <laughs> on the water. That's Dark deeper. Lightning in the sky. Mm. Let's go to pop culture then. Uh, in Superman, the animated series. Where, mm-hmm. where, by the way, it seems Superman is invulnerable except to like electrical attacks. Because, like, bullets bounce off him. You right. just watched all this, right? And people yeah. punch him, and he goes flying through things. It's true. And as soon as anybody hits him with, like, a gun that shoots lightning, or this character you're going to mention that shoots lightning, he goes, yeah. and gets thrown and starts getting hurt and making hurt sounds. Yes, a bolt of lightning strikes Superman and passes to shock jock and Superman critic Leslie Willis, Ooh. changing her skin white, her hair blue, and giving her electricity powers. She becomes the villain Livewire, mm-hmm. voiced by Lori Petty. Oh, I'm a fan of Lori Petty. Of Tank Girl yeah. fame. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the in the cartoon, so then she gets lightning powers, and then she can hurt Batman. No, Superman. Yes, she can hurt a lot of people actually. So, yeah, like, uh, what is this with this whole lightning thing and being able to hurt Superman? Like, why uh, is it uh, they got some sort of kryptonite connection? I think or... it looks good. Maybe it's just cool. It's they just, just, went, they just let, cool. Yeah, they let the cool factor override the uh, sort of internal logic of the Superman universe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it's because because everyone knows what a bullet does, but not everyone knows what lightning does. Yeah. Right. So maybe it's like, oh, And, okay, and they need to give some... you some kind of threat to Superman, aside from, I'm completely invulnerable, except I worry about people around me. Electro, we talked about a little bit uh, in the Electricity episode. Mm-hmm. He was struck by lightning. That's how he got his powers. But since that episode, there's been a shitty Spider-Man movie. Yeah. With which, Electro in it. Which I boycotted. I watched it. Uh-huh. You guys made me watch it for some other 
episode we did. It's probably spiders. Mm-hmm. It was bad, and I hated Spider-Man. He was a jerk. Well, have you heard the latest news? This just happened yeah. last week. Yeah, that yeah. Spider-Man has now been folded back into the Marvel Universe. Marvel movies. Cinematic Universe, yeah. That's, That's right. I am I'm kind of indifferent on that. Yeah. Like, I'm glad that there's not going to be more ba- bad Spider-Man movies. I'm confident they'll do well with well, him. Well, yeah. I mean, there could still be bad a, Spider-Man movies. But, but I don't really care. Sony was obviously driving the franchise into the ground. And yeah. I think basically the, the deal they struck was Marvel said... Give us it back, and we'll cut you in on the profits, right. and you don't have to do anything, because right. mm-hmm. we can't stand watching you screw up one of our most valuable franchises. And because they're doing the Civil War storyline, this, mm. this is not electricity or lightning related, but right. they're doing the Civil War storyline in the upcoming Marvel movies, and Spider-Man is a very integral character to that. Right. Storyline. Yeah. So they well, kinda, I guess they kind of want to get him back. Yeah, but Kitty Pride was uh, important for Days of Future Past, and they turned that into Wolverine instead. They can change everything. That's mm-hmm. the thing. Like Marvel has shown me that they can make great movies with like no name characters, like Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. So like, yay, Spider Man. I'm like, all right. I, like I'm. It's positive, but I'm not like cheering because like they can do good movies with anything. So speaking of electric powered supervillains, mm-hmm. okay, I've talked well, about. Is there any electric powered superheroes besides Black Lightning? Because superheroes, there's Static Shock. Static Shock. Static that, okay, shock. I don't even know who that is. He had a cartoon for a while. Oh yeah, in the 2000s. And he just like carried he a patch a of carpet around and like threw it down to the ground and like <laughs> yes. rubbed his feet. So he was like actually a Flash character. And he would just rub his feet on the carpet so fast. No, that he would, like, zap you're people. thinking of the carpeted man from the Tick. Oh yeah, okay. who actually does that? <laughs> okay. Nice. Uh, so okay, because most of the electrical power people seem to be villains. There's like Shocker. Sure. Well, and... Mar- uh, the X Men Storm can summon lightning. Yeah, but she's not an electrical character. She's a weather but, character. But sure. yes, but lightning is what we're talking about, not electrical. She summons yeah. lightning bolts. Literally, Thor summons Thor. lightning bolts. God of thunder. God of thunder and lightning. Yeah. <laughs> God of Tinder. And he would do very well on Tinder. Actually, from the world, those flowing blonde <laughs> locks. True. He would kill it. He used like like really great puns, like you know, come over and touch my hammer or something like <laughs> yes, that. Yes, right? absolutely. Or you want to get hammered? Call Ham- Thor. Hammer time. Hammer time. Crossover. Absolutely. To Earth pop culture. <laughs> the World Wildlife Federation of Justice character Shockateel. Oh, okay. Right, yeah. This is of your own invention. Yes. yes. Okay. I can promo my weird bullshit on this podcast. <laughs> it's a cockatiel with electrical powers. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Although I have I have been thinking of changing the character altogether to be oh. Shocker Spaniel. Oh, wow. Oh, oh but wait, what, Kim, maybe one is a villain and one is a good guy, and they go against each other. I guess that's true. Go toe to toe. Shocker Spaniel versus Shockatiel. Yeah. yeah. I also want to have I also want to have a cockatiel now who's Molotov Cockatiel. Oh, so they're like a bomber. Ooh, I okay, that's a good change. Yeah. Molotov cockatiel and yeah. shocker spaniel. All right, that's, stay, that's better. Stay tuned, listeners, for the next exciting Well, let's episode. hear about Shockatiel now. <laughs> well, Shockatiel, you know, her name's Powder Downs. I don't okay. get it. Uh, and she was a low-level maintenance worker at the new Metro City Center for Atmospheric Science. And one stormy night, the boss ordered her to fix an antenna on top of the building. There was a meteor going by. Oh, wow. Mm. At the time. Got a meteor involved. Very uh, day, uh, Night of the Living Dead. Attracted a lightning bolt, caught up in the weird phenomenon, down was badly burned and knocked unconscious. But when she came to, re- to she realized she had tremendous electrical powers. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a basic origin story kind yeah. of BS. Yeah. Got it? That's right. So in any of your stories that you've done, uh, has she played a major role? Not yet, but she's a member of the Flock of Evil. Ah, I see. Nice. Nice. 
Uh, I watched Powder, actually. I rewatched it for this episode. Oh, I've never seen it. So what's the deal? Uh, It's a uh, 1995 film directed by Victor Salva. So it's about this guy who was born uh, an albino and everybody, like, for some reason thinks that this is, like, almost the worst and grossest and weirdest thing ever and that they should all hate him. Uh It's really, like, the, the kind of the bad guys that he's put up against, like, the bad people in this are just so kind of ridiculous and over the top. Right. He has magic powers. And okay. they just basically get slowly revealed over the course of this movie. Yeah. And he has some weird problems with lightning. Whenever uh, there's too much electricity around, he gets really disturbed. And when there's lightning, he gets super scared. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it basically goes through with this weird guy with no hair, uh, completely albino and and uh, a white uh, skin, pink eyes. Yeah. He's kind of weak. Like an albino. His parents took care of him when he was growing up and he's never really met other people. They've died and now he's finally meeting the people in the town. Okay. okay. And it's All supposed right. to be this kind of feel what? good, he's a weirdo and now people are coming to accept him right. thing. But it's got this, he's basically a superhero right. who just for some reason or another just doesn't bother using his powers well, until his powers it reaches exactly? a point in the movie. Uh, whatever the movie really wants. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, nice. When he sees one guy uh, shoot a deer... He uh, feels really bad that because he's super caring about everything, and he sees it dying, and he goes over and touches the deer that's dying, and then oh. touches the hunter, and then makes the hunter feel the the pain oh. that the deer he's got feels. Em- super empathic powers, but, yeah. Okay. It's, it's and then just, he got these powers from getting struck by lightning. Uh, he got these powers just from being born weird. Okay, and he's a mutant. And uh, yeah. what happened with the lightning? His, his mother, lightning his mother was struck by lightning when he was oh. pregnant. Oh, so supercharged her amniotic fluid, and well, boom, powder. And Maybe he likes to pout a lot. Oh, he's when he powder. Was a kid. Yeah, he was just misheard. And, yeah, and then people just like, oh, he's he's kind of like powdery white. So we'll just call him that. It seems like almost any time he could do whatever he wants. So, and the ending of the movie makes very little sense, and uh, I really did not care for this So outside of his mom being struck by lightning when she was yeah. playing with him, does lightning play any other role in the movie? It does, because he's kind of afraid of it and always right. wants to avoid it. And then at the end, spoilers, he goes running out into a lightning storm. And uh, I'm just going to spoil it, because this movie's not Take very me good. back, mommy. Yeah. He, uh, he goes running out into a lightning storm. We've got a picture of this. Yeah. And the lightning strikes him in the chest, and he starts glowing with light, and then oh. kind of... I guess turns into an angel and flies away or something like it's just a big light show and oh really sad powder said right there was an episode of X-Files with Giovanni Ribisi uh, I it. also watched the X-Files episode DPO DPO do we know what that stands for yeah, that's uh, double penetration orifice. orgasm oh oh I liked orgasm better. <laughs> Double penetration orgasm. I forget what it fully means, but it's his initials. Donald something. Oh, okay. Something. Uh, okay. Uh, of Giovanni Ribisi's character. Mm-hmm. Uh, in it, uh, Giovanni Ribisi plays this guy who's kind of, uh, I would say he's uh, slightly mentally challenged. You okay. know, he, he's he's not full on, but uh, right. like he's got a job as a mechanic, but he's kind of slow and isn't he, good socially. And he and thinks like that, that lightning is out to get him. He gets struck by lightning. They're in this town that, for some reason, for science, generates lightning for testing. That's okay. what they say. Oh, it's Teslaville. Yeah, I was about to say, it Tesla is. did that. Yeah, yeah. He's one of the ones that get hit by lightning, but he's the only one who survives. Okay. And it turns out he gets power to absorb and toss around lightning, remotely controlled TVs, like uh, like he basically... So I guess he is like Electro. Okay. He's kind of he, Electro. He, yeah, it's... 
he, it's an X-Files show where basically a guy gets superpowers, yeah. but because he's not treated well, has no love returned to him, and is slightly mentally challenged, he just goes around. cause. And also, apparently, he's not been raised to be a decent person because right. he likes to go to intersections and just make cars crash into each other by like turning mm. off their systems so that they can't stop at the stop Isn't sign. Isn't that kind of the basic plot of like half of all the X-Files episodes? Giovanni Ribisi is an excellent actor. He and is this an excellent is him, actor. This is him quite young early in his career. And mm-hmm. I think he does a great job. Uh, Jack Black's in this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, he gets zapped by lightning himself. As dark lightning. Up, oh, up at the Capilano Mall. Jack, oh. Jack zapped. Jack zapped. Jack Black lightning. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. And at the end of it, uh, spoilers, he's still alive. So there's somebody with like total magic yeah. electric powers in the X-Files universe who's being held by the government somewhere. Oh, right. there we go. Yeah. And they, they do this thing like, well, every test we've got shows that he's totally normal and has no powers. But he's stuck in a room like being taken care of mm-hmm. and he's watching the TV and then he just kind of blinks his eyes and the channel oh, changes. The so he's still got his powers. We also mentioned mm-hmm. Thor. Mm-hmm. Lots of lightning in the Avengers. Went up on the top of that tower and called down lightning to kill all the aliens. Yeah. I remember. In- oh, I got the I got the worst Avengers experience. Right, like you catch it on the plane, but you like look at how much time you got in the air, and you're like, we're not gonna make it. Oh, we're not you- gonna get to the oh. ending of this movie. I'm gonna be so angry. Was it, that wasn't the first time you saw it, was it? No, no, it's not oh. the first time I saw it. But like, you, you get into it, right? Yeah. And it was the second movie that they were showing. So I was on a five-hour flight, and like, uh, with like ninety-two minutes left in my flight, they'd start the Avengers up, and I'm like, I want to miss the last half hour of this movie that I'm going to want to see. I'm so enraged. And then you saw Saint Elmo's fire on the wingtips. <laughs> I wish, I wish, because I would be like, bring this plane down, because we're not going to get to watch the Avengers entirely all the way through. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's just destroy let's it. it. Bring it down. Can we just circle for a while? Yeah. yeah I really want exactly. to see Loki get smashed around by by Hulk again. It's very idea. maddening. Very maddening. You wouldn't like me when I get maddened. No, you become Dark Hulk. Caustic Soda is recorded by Mike Leeson whilst wearing a red shirt on the away team. To comment on episodes, make donations, and for links, images, videos, and show notes, visit causticsodapodcast.com. Rate and review us on iTunes, visit us on Facebook, or tweet us on Twitter at Caustic Podcast. You can email us at info at causticsodapodcast.com. Thanks for listening. Scientists have known for almost a 2013 decade. 2013 Florida. It, it's usually contained in... No. Like, no. I would well, take the, it out. But no, the last one, it was contained in, and you, like, just interrupted for no good that reason. That just had... That, that, well, all right, fine. It, but it did, I'm not going to argue with you. It did. It right, had it right in the first... It said right there, on Christmas Eve in 1971 in Peru, the Peruvian airline flight was Christmas Eve 1971. Yeah, well, this one doesn't. Well, I'm I'm 60% sure. In revenge, I'm going to do this totally in old-timey voice. Oh, God.